0: Then he smiled, right? So that smile is what I went all the way to North Korea for, with that one smile and that connection. Because I always tell people, you can't change someone right away. No one changes right away, but what you can do is plant the seed, right?
1: Sometimes it's a lot of hit and miss. You feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to see what's gonna stick, and nothing's sticking. We
0: were literally working
2: in the schools like just a couple years ago, and now we're co-executive producers on a TV show based on our characters. And
3: our main sock fits a kid's size two shoe all the way through a men's size sixteen. I'm Richard Gearhart,
2: and I'm Elizabeth Gearhart.
4: Welcome to Passage to Profit, the show that's all about entrepreneurs, small businesses, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. You just heard a few sprinkles on the parfait of our program this evening. So stay tuned; we have a lot more coming up. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our guest this evening is Wally Green, a celebrity table tennis pro, entertainer, and co-founder of The Spin Brand, a ping pong social club in New York City. And it's also in major cities all across the country. And also with us is Natlin Jones, the creator and founder of She Warrior Women's Athletic Wear.
5: And then we have Kelly and Kaylee, and they are going to be presenting this wonderful new item for children. I'm not going to give it away, but if you have kids, you want to hear what they're saying. And after them, we have David Katz, who is doing something too cool as well. He's saving the world while making socks.
4: Before we get to <laughs> them, though, let's get to IP in the news.
5: Somebody dug up an Apple patent. So it was on thedrive.com by Rob Stump. He had this little article on this Apple patent. So Rob Stumpf is known as like the driver, like he loves cars. So what is an Apple patent doing with cars? Well, apparently we have the patent right here. Apple had been experimenting with making bumpers for cars that are inflatable and deflatable. So if you're parking in New York City on the curb and you've got two inches in front and two inches behind, you can collapse your bumper. And then when you go out in New York traffic, you can blow it back up. And they had 44 drawings and this just issued april 13th 2021 so the question that this brings to mind is yeah apple gonna start making cars yeah
4: (laughs) i guess that's possible i'd like one of those for my cell phone right i mean if they just enclosed it in a bumper then when i drop it it wouldn't break so fast but Anyway, you
5: have never, ever broken your cell phone.
4: I haven't. Our son has. (laughs) Too many times to count. So
5: that is, I think, really interesting. That's IP in the news. So I, I think the bumper idea is really cool. It would take some special electronics.
4: You know, it's just amazing. Apple as a company is just into so many different things and car bumpers I guess if you're creating self-driving cars, you need an inflatable bumper, don't you? Because you never know what's going to happen.
5: Yeah, but it seems to like Apple is one of those companies that's doing research for the sake of research for futuristic products. And then whatever really makes it, they'll choose. But I think it's great. They're funding all this research into all these different kinds of things. I think it's awesome. Well,
4: yes, not a well-known fact about Apple, that's for sure.
5: So basketball.
4: Basketball. So everybody who's a sports fan has probably heard the term 3 Pete right? And it means three championships, whether it's boxing, whether it's uh, basketball, whether it's uh, Super Bowl. So Pat Riley, coach of the uh, Lakers back in the 80s, actually trademarked the term Three-peat. And of course, after the Chicago Bulls won the first three-peat, I guess, in the NBA, he was able to market that trademark and made a whole boatload of money on that.
5: So, $300,000 in royalties on a trademark. He's probably spent one to $2,000 on the trademark and then was able to leverage it for $300,000. So way to go.
4: He did file a trademark on it. So also be careful when you use the word three-peat, you may owe Pat Riley a little bit of cash. So. <laughs> So we're on to Richard's round table. So I'd like to welcome our guest this evening, Passage to Profit. Wally, you just heard a little bit about
0: intellectual property. What are your thoughts? Oh man, that three P thing. I think it's totally ludicrous. Like (laughs) I have an even bigger example in my sport is a similar thing. The word ping pong, right. is trademarked. So that means like, for example, for my business, If I wanted to say New York's premier social ping pong club, we could be sued, right? Which is crazy because ping pong is the sport. Chinese call it ping pong, right? But Parker Brothers trademarked this word ping pong. So the only way we could use ping pong is that we got together with Parker Brothers' sister company, which is Stega Sports, Escalade Sports, which is under Stega, which is a table tennis company, So they sponsor us. And that's the only way we could use ping pong. Wow.
4: I did not know that. I I would have thought ping pong was generic by now. And by generic, it means it's so widely used that the trademark's ineffective. But I guess it hasn't gotten to that point yet.
0: I think someone should take them to court for it. Because I don't think you can trademark the name of a sport.
4: Well, you know what? I'm an intellectual property (laughs) lawyer. If you have a few extra bucks, let's try it out and see what happens. We (laughs) do
1: do litigation at Garrett Law, so you never know. Well, that was a great story. Thanks, Wally.
4: So, Nallin, your thoughts?
1: It is crazy, like Wally said, but um, it's kind of genius. And I guess um, it depends on what side of the table the coin falls on. If you can get ahead of the curve and you can patent something like that, then, (laughs) like you said, a few thousand for 300,000, you know, that's Entrepreneurship at its finest, I guess, and you know, in that aspect,
4: that's uh, pretty astute. Obviously, a real entrepreneur speaking there. Yes. So, <laughs>
3: David, actually, I think uh, on the Apple uh, patent, I think it's kind of interesting. I was always, always look at them as a technology company first, and I can actually see them licensing out that technology to all the car companies, as opposed to making their own cars. You know, they can make buku bucks if they're licensing it out to all the different manufacturers.
5: Yeah, I know he would use it for his car. (laughs) If he gets the tiniest little scratch on his car, it has to go in for a paint job.
3: (laughs) I put it on my my little daughters. That way when they run into the walls and tables, (laughs) we're we're good to go. But I mean,
4: the question is, is if you have an inflatable bumper on the car, where's the cool factor? You know, I mean, that is just (laughs) like... Like the whole point of driving is that you're in, you're in control. Right. And you know, like you need an inflatable bumper, come on,
3: you know, hey, maybe you'll be able to like, it'll be some sort of touchscreen and you'll be able to like make it look like something else and not just a bumper. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
4: So Kelly and uh, Kaylee?
2: I think we related to the trademarking of the name. We uh, created children's products that we ended up calling Snugglers because the word Lovey was also trademarked. And so we were not able to say it was a description of like what we were making. And apparently the person who owns Lovey is also very adamant once you use that word coming after you with we always joke that it's a cutthroat lovey world in the children's (laughs) toy
5: industry (laughs) well good for you for figuring that out I mean, we know people that have totally branded with something, and then somebody says you're using my trademark name, so you have to change all your branding,
6: and that could be really expensive. We'll get into it more later. But our whole business is built on IP, and we were lucky that we had gone that route before venturing too far down the road.
4: We look forward to hearing about that.
5: I'm so excited to talk to Wally Green. Mm. I met him on Clubhouse, and I said, "You've got to come on the show."
4: Yeah, Wally. I used to play a little ping pong myself. My mother thought I was wasting my time, but obviously, you. May- Made a career out of it. Well, now
0: currently I'm a pro athlete and also uh, the co-founder of SPIN. It's a ping pong bar, lounge, restaurant, nightclub. So (laughs) we took the sport of ping pong and we made it a party, like a real party. So now not only do you have, you know, your alcohol, your music, but now you have an activity to do while you're having fun. So we have eight locations throughout the country, one international, and it's also co-founded by the actress Susan Sarandon.
5: So you have done quite a bit using ping pong as your launch platform in your life, right?
0: Yes. As a kid, I grew up in the projects with a lot of heavy domestic violence, which turned me into gangs. I was in a gang at a young age, at 13. Uh, By 13, I already owned six guns. So I was doing a lot of crazy stuff. Changed my life around through ping pong. Traveled the entire world, pretty much every major country in the world. Then I figured I wanted to do something really big, something that was bigger than myself. So I decided I would go to the most dangerous country in the world and do a diplomacy for world peace. So if you know anything about Forrest Gump, the story of Forrest Gump takes place in 1971. It's an American historical moment where America established relations with China through ping pong. It's called the Ping Pong Diplomacy. So I wanted to do my own ping pong diplomacy to North Korea, which is definitely the most dangerous country in the world for a Westerner. And I was able to accomplish what I set out to do because I never had a plan of how I was going to make a difference. I didn't know how it was going to work. I had no idea of how I was going to make a difference. I just knew that I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to plant the seed in people's minds that Americans are not evil, we're not the devil and all this craziness that they were telling them. I had no plan, but it miraculously worked out to where I'll tell you a part of the story where it was the most amazing part During the tournament, first of all, I was the only Westerner there. There there were no Western countries at all. So it was countries like Syria, all the communist countries, of course. And um, I got to play a North Korean, which there's a chance it can't happen. I could play maybe China and Syria or China and Vietnam, but I got to play a North Korean. So um, as I was playing in North Korean, I noticed that every time I made a point, the 5,000 fans would make this crazy sound. I was like, "Mm," like a sound of disapproval. And it was really intense. And, and you know, and I, I was just thinking like, man, these people really hate me because they really hate you. You're American. They really hate you. Then um, he started to make some points, right? And uh, as he made points, they started clapping and cheering really loud. And then it got so loud to where, like, you would think this was like the finals of the Olympics. And it wasn't. It was the first game of a match. That was the preliminary round. And they were so loud. And I was like, whoa. I just looked up and... Uh, I just gave it a smile. And as I gave the smile, everyone started smiling. And I was like, okay, that's weird. So then we started playing again. I looked up again and I smiled at them just to see what would happen. And everyone started smiling and laughing. So I was like, oh my God, this is it right here. This is the opportunity. This is the opportunity I'm gonna make a difference right here. I got 5,000 people watching just me like they're focused on me and I was like all right this is what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna like try to win this match I'm gonna play we'll go through the motions but I'm gonna keep the contact with those 5,000 people up there so every time I would look up I would smile they would smile so it's like you know we're kind of hanging out of course I wind up losing the match and at the end of the match you have to shake hands with your opponent and uh you could tell that he didn't really want to shake hands with me right because I'm the devil I'm evil etc etc cetera. Et cetera. So uh, my camera is filming behind me, which is his face, my back. And you see, he comes to shake my hand and he gives me like this kind of handshake, like I'll shake your hand, but I really don't want to be near you kind of thing. And uh, when he went to put his hand out, I grabbed him by his arm and I pulled him in and gave him the biggest hug. He's- <laughs> yeah, he's And uh, the people went crazy and his face, his face at first was like, like just, and then he smiled, right? So that smile is what I went all the way to North Korea for, was that one smile and that connection. Because I always tell people, you can't change someone right away. No one changes right away, but what you can do is plant the seed, right?
5: Yeah. So Wally, where do you go from here? So you've been to North Korea, which is amazing. One of the very few Americans, I've never met anybody that's been in North Korea before myself. You know, you've got your club. Where do you go? Are you going to just keep running your club? Are you going to go into competitions?
0: Now I'm working on the documentary, My North Korean Ping Pong Diplomacy. So I have a ton of footage from North Korea. I think I have over, I don't remember how many hours, but it's a lot of footage. I was never interested in filmmaking at all, but um, I made a film with a director two years ago and it's called The Tables. It's a documentary about ping pong tables that I put in Bryant Park 10 years ago. The way I got into it, I met this guy, I, I heard some guy was filming a film about ping pong and anything that has to do with ping pong in this country, I'll know about it because people reach out to me, but I never heard about this guy. And I went to the park one day and saw him, I says, hey, you're making a film about ping pong? And he goes, Yeah. I said, hey, my name is Wally Green. I'm going to make your film a lot better. So we started to work together and we made this incredible documentary. It's won a total of 45 awards for Best Short Documentary. We almost got into the Oscars. National Geographic actually picked it up. So it's on Nat Geo now. And that whole journey of doing film festivals all over. Like I've traveled all over the world, but I never traveled all over the country and just going to film festivals and speaking my story and then going to schools. I did a lot of talks in junior high schools and high schools because of the film and being able to talk to all these kids and have them ask me questions about my story. It was one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever done. I didn't realize how young kids really are attracted to what you have to say, especially when there is a chance that they've been in the same situation. So. That's the things I like to do now. I'm in Tampa now. Yesterday, uh, I went to the Boys and Girls Club and spoke about gun violence and gangs and what my life is now, how I was able to change it. A lot of kids, especially growing up in the projects, never get the opportunity that I had. It's really hard for them to understand what's outside of their circle. I want to be that guy to say, listen, there's so much more to being angry. There's so much more. You just need to open your eyes, or not even open your eyes, you need your eyes to be open for you. So I want to be that person to do those kind of things.
4: That's great. This has been absolutely fascinating. Unfortunately, we have to take a break now. You are listening to a Passage to Profit. And really, I hope Wally, you'll stick around for a little bit to help us with the rest of the show. Where can people find out about you?
0: The best place to find out about me is my Instagram, which is WallyGreenNYC. And even better, my newly One month TikTok page. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm on TikTok now. And and will we
4: get to see you play ping pong on your uh, website or your Instagram channel?
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I have videos. If if you Google Wally Green, pink table tennis, ping pong, North Korea, like a bunch of stuff will come up. It's actually very interesting. Actually, there are not a lot of videos where I'm playing ping pong. There's very few. But there's a lot of stuff that I've done, like TV stuff and stuff like that. And there's a lot of anti-racist stuff. So I have a viral video on TikTok and it had to do with the Asian hate stuff. That's like a very serious thing to me because my wife and my kid is Asian. I just got really upset at something that I saw and I went on TikTok and it just went, it went crazy. So yeah, I put on TikTok whatever I'm feeling. So that's how my TikTok page is of that date. If I feel something, I want to say it, it goes on TikTok.
7: Well, I'm right. definitely going to check it out. I'm, I'm kind of new to TikTok. I'm not as good as my 16-year-old.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids, the
8: kids, the kids are great. <laughs> great.
4: Well, we'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart, and our special guest this evening, Wally Green.
8: What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearhart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearhartLaw.com. At Gearhart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands Contact Gearhart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
4: Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And that was just a really, really interesting discussion for more. Very
5: intense. If you missed it, our podcast comes out tomorrow on all the major podcast channels and the video comes out on our YouTube channel. But that's something that was really worth our time to hear.
4: Yeah, very but, inspiring. So definitely catch the podcast coming out tomorrow on iHeartRadio and all the major podcasting platforms. And now we have another special guest with us, Kenya.
5: So
7: welcome to our Power Move segment it's one of my favorite segments of the show and today we are talking to creator and founder of She Warrior Natlin Jones. Natlin welcome to Passage to Profit.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
7: Tell us a little bit about She Warrior and how you are
1: connected to the world of boxing. Okay, so She Warrior, it's my activewear brand. We make activewear for women. Within the brand, we try to focus on helping women feel empowered, assertive, strategic, and unapologetic about the inner warrior, the strength that, of course, resonates in all women. So that's who we are as a brand, and that's what we strive for. And then how are you
7: connected to boxing?
1: I'm connected to boxing through, I guess you would say my husband. He's done a little boxing here and there, uh, Roy Jones Jr. So um, I've been around the sport and immersed in it for a long time, over 20 years, if you want to put a number on it.
7: (laughs) (laughs) So just tell us a little bit about the role of women in boxing in the sport? Because I know up until really recently, there really hasn't been a strong presence of women or at least a, as many opportunities in the sport as it's been for men.
1: Oh, definitely. I think I see some doors opening. I think women's boxing still has a long way to go, but um, I see fighters like Katie Taylor, Clarissa Shields, um, their headlining, their co-headlining events that never really happened before. And people are tuning in to actually see them and they're actually very skilled. And I think that type of boxing and their personalities, I think it resonates with people and it opens doors. So um, I definitely see that happening. And a lot of female fighters are signing with big promoters as well. You know, the top ranks, the golden boys, all of those things, I think also, you know, help influence and, you know, promote the sport.
7: That's great. That's great. And and She Warrior is playing a role with, you know, opening up those doors and creating a platform for women. So let's talk a little bit more about the brand and the platform that you're building around She Warrior.
1: Before I actually came up with She Warrior, I was already into the promotion side of boxing with my husband. And we have a stable of fighters and we have a few female fighters. And actually pre-COVID, I work with Ava Wallstrom. She's a Finnish champ. And she came over. I put her on a card. She headlined in Vegas. It was like the ultimate. It was great. That was like my first event where women actually pulled most of the card. And we had a great turnout. I was very pleased with it. From that, I was already in the boxing gym with my husband. I trained with the fighters. I love boxing. It's like my my zen, my yoga. I do it every day. I'm immersed in it. actually had my first amateur fight a few months ago I was doing all those things and of course you know I was wearing the typical brands but within the gym I thought wow wouldn't it be great to actually be able to wear a brand that represented like embodied in the name of the brand like the warrior in all females so that's how she warrior was actually born but it's always lived within us When, when I thought about it it's like my mom she wasn't a fighter like in the sense of being in the boxing ring But um, she was one of the fiercest women that I've ever known, along with a lot of other women that have like positively influenced my life. So that's how the brand basically came about. All the great women past and present that have basically, you know, influenced me to be the woman that I am today. No,
7: you make a really good point. I think innately we all have that, you know, she warrior within us because we do so many things like we're moms, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're doing all these things and we're so resilient as women a lot of times and those examples in our family and we keep everything together, right? And and you have to have some tenacity to be able to do
1: that. Definitely, a lot of tenacity. And even with Roy, it's like, I play the back a lot. He does great interviews, great commentary, but no one knows that I'm sometimes that driving force, you know, his schedule, getting his back together, even when he was fighting, like um, his regimen with his nutrition, all that stuff and just being that support system. Because being with a fighter is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot that comes along with it. So, and then you're juggling everything, you know, the kids, you know, the house, your other businesses, and you do it all with class and style, and you're kind of the unsung hero, I would say. So, I wanted to be like, you know what? <laughs> I wanted to sing the song and be like, we're all amazing. Well, all great. So I just really wanted to represent that. And I think sometimes, you know, it's missing and it sometimes goes unsaid.
7: And you have a new line that just dropped. Tell us about that and tell us where we can find it.
1: Okay, um, I have a couple new collections that dropped recently, like in the last 30 days. One is the Dream Chaser Collection. And another one is the Winter Circle Collection. And you can see all of my collections, all of She Warrior on IamSheWarrior.com. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook, I.am.SheWarrior. So check us out there.
7: And you also are a part of Afterpay now.
1: Yes, that was pretty big. I don't know about you, but I love Afterpay and I was so glad to um, partner with them it makes you feel a little bit less guilty about your online shopping habit, so.
7: (laughs) (laughs) And indeed so. Well, listen, it was great having you a part of the Power Move segment today. And I look forward to everything that warrior is doing, you know, I'm very excited for you. And the story is very empowering. So thanks for being here with us today on Passage to Profit.
1: Thank you so much, Kenya. I appreciate you.
4: We now have time for our Fireside Directory segment. Elizabeth.
5: For those of you who don't know, I started a video directory for small businesses called Fireside Directory. And right now I'm in phase one, which is collecting content, and generating content. So I'm interviewing small business owners myself for Fireside Directory. And I'm throwing some marketing tricks into the mix, but I won't say what they are. <laughs> um, and oh, then,
4: leave us all in suspense. And <laughs> I'm,
5: I'm having some work done on my website now, but then I ask people, and I post the videos on YouTube. I make a custom thumbnail. Um, and then I put a description. I put a link to the website. And I, I'm asking people to put them on my website when it's done but it's not ready yet so i have everybody on youtube now some of the people are on the fireside directory website which is fireside.directory but i will continue building and i'm having a really good time but what i love doing about the interviews what i love about the interviews is that i always learn something. So i ask people about their businesses and I ask them questions as if I were going to hire them, and I always learn something new from people. And just like on Passage to Profit, I just so enjoy talking to people and, and hearing what they're doing. I think
4: that's I, I, we get that. So yeah, <laughs> so, that's and that's so, a good thing too. So. so
5: and we have one last thing. Richard and I are starting to develop a brand for other media that is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt, of course. But. Um, What's really cool about that, we're thinking about what are the advantages to spouses working together, is that we brainstorm a lot. And we had a really good brainstorming session on Fireside last night, but we want to patent what we came up with, so I can't talk about it.
4: Yeah, (laughs) I hope we can remember what we came up with last night. (laughs) Speak (laughs) for yourself. (laughs) Anyway, we do have to take a break now. And you are listening to Passage to Profit, of course. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt, our special guest, Wally Green and Natlin Jones. And we'll be right back after this. Commercial break.
8: There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget all of our attorneys are passionate about protection licensed and qualified to represent you before the united states patent and trademark office don't start your project without calling us first visit gearheartlaw.com together we can change the world visit g-e-a-r-h-a-r-t-l-a-w.com this ad has been Read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
4: Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth
0: Gearhart.
5: I would love to introduce our next presenters. So this is a partnership. It's Kelly Oriard and Kaylee Christensen. And if you have children, they have something your kids are gonna want. So welcome.
6: Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. We're the co-founders of Slumberkins, and you know we're actually educators turned entrepreneurs. My background is a special education teacher and Kelly is a former marriage and family therapist and school counselor. And we've been best friends since we were 14. So um, our journey into entrepreneurship and creating Slumberkins has been a really unique story. Um, but what Slumberkins is, is a product line for children that are characters. They each come with a storyline based in therapeutic techniques that Kelly would infuse into family sessions, into easy to use turnkey approachable stories for families to inform views into their daily routines with kids. So we have collections that cover topics like mindfulness, growth mindset, stress relief, relaxation, and then have some of the harder um, topics that a lot of parents need help addressing. Like we have a collection that covers grief and loss and the brand in and of itself is something that over the past five years we've grown as a direct to consumer brand. A lot of our traction has been on social media, but there's a lot of exciting things behind the scenes with, we're now in a co-production with the Jim Henson company, bringing the characters to life in a children's global streaming series, which is super exciting and goes back to the whole conversation around IP <laughs> that we were having at the beginning of this.
4: Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, I think when we started, because we um, started Slumberkins while we were on an unpaid maternity leave, uh, we ended up on maternity leave at the same time from our jobs, we kind of didn't know how to start a business, but um, we came up with these characters and we wanted to change the way that parents interacted with their children around social-emotional learning I think we got some really good advice in the beginning of, you know, if you're creating something unique and different and you can patent it, if you can get protection on it, that is the smartest thing to do. And so we didn't end up paying ourselves or taking any money from anything that we made from Slumberkins for the first couple of years, but we took the money that we did make and we invested in protecting our IP, like the look of our characters and names of our characters and all that stuff, which became so important later on down the line because you know we had big dreams about what we could do with these characters. And now that we're uh, making a TV show, it, it came in real handy that we had those projected.
4: That's great to hear. And um, it's not just intellectual property, but if you wanna grow a business, You have to invest in it. You just can't take all the money out for yourself. You have to keep reinvesting and maybe it's intellectual property or marketing or designing or whatever it is, but it sounds like you made a good call there and we're thrilled that it's working out for you.
9: So
5: what are some of your characters? What are like your favorite ones?
6: My favorite is our Bigfoot character, whose collection is um, all about self-esteem and kind of proactively building up your child's self-esteem with positive affirmations that are infused in the storyline. I like to say, "I am the Bigfoot." I'm, <laughs> we're actually very tall. We're both ex like Division one athletes too. Where I'm six two, Kelly's six feet. So kind of, <laughs> the Bigfoot storyline is kind of based on my life, <laughs> Kelly's <Kaylee's>
2: experiences. Of- <laughs> so are these stuffed
5: creatures? Are they cuddly stuffed creatures too?
6: Yeah. So. Kelly mentioned, you know, we were on maternity leave. We didn't know how to start a business. So we ended up borrowing. I mean, we were also very broke as <laughs> educators on unpaid maternity leaves. We had to borrow $200 from Kelly's mom and her parents held our babies while we taught ourselves to sew. And we, you know, hand stitched the first versions of what Slumberkins is and sewed and started selling at local craft fairs here in the Pacific Northwest in and around Portland, Oregon. And then, you know, just started putting them on Etsy and grew an organic following on Instagram, really. But each of our characters. So my favorite would be Bigfoot, but I don't know. Kelly always has a hard time with this question.
2: I do. Cause you know, each one is unique. We tried to pick really unique creatures like uh, an ibex, which is like a mountain goat, or, I, you know, we made up a creature called Sprite that sort of looks like a Venezuelan poodle moth, <laughs> you know, we're always picking something different to represent these really impactful skills that I guess, like, from growing up, I felt was, like, missing a bit in my life, and so each one is so meaningful, and is, we see it as, like, a pillar of emotional wellness, so... I don't know. I love all of them. I needed all of them. I do need all of them. So I never can pick. Maybe I, I should get you one.
0: And probably more than one. I, yeah. Yeah, I like the big
2: So how big are these? Are these like a foot tall or? Oh, I wish I had a Yeah, they're about 12, 14 inches. Yeah. And we have two different types where we have like well, we started out with, I'm not going to say the word, I don't want to get charged here, the loveys. <laughs> you said it, I, said it, I said lovey. We're calling them snugglers. <laughs> don't come after us. Um, and it was really based on our sewing skills at the time because we didn't know how to make a 3D plush creature. So we just took two pieces of fabric and, you know, made it sort of like a redesign of a Lovely,
6: but it was so unique that we marched into an IP lawyer's office in Portland, Oregon, with our hand-stitched, like very basic sewing-skilled creature, and we we're like, "This is unique," and he was like, "It sure is." <laughs> and we filed, we filed a design patent and got the design patent. Like we're awarded it for the shape of the body of the snuggler, and then also for the character faces and what they looked like, which you know now. Being in the co-production of the Jim Henson company, I think everyone's been so surprised that everything's so buttoned up from an IP perspective with just how even new the business is. Yeah, that's, that's smart.
4: Great. Wally, do you have any questions or comments?
0: I think the best thing that happened to you was not being able to use that name, Lovies. Like when I hear Lovies, I'm like, eh. But <laughs> the one you have now, like I feel like I want one for me. Forget about <laughs> the kids. I, I, I want one. Is the product out? Because I have an 18 month old Oh yeah, our little boy and that that sounds like something would be like really cool.
2: Yeah, I mean we do most of our business on slumberkins.com but our Instagram is a great place to see and to see the different characters and uh yeah, 18 months is right in our wheelhouse. We say Very kids incredible. really gravitate to it. We parents buy for like baby showers so like zero all the way up to like eight and nine-year-olds are digging the the characters so uh, it's pretty wide range and has really meaningful, um, you know, content attached to it. So each one comes with an affirmation that really gets at a deep core belief that helps kids, you know, really believe in themselves and get through adversity and really proud of it.
0: And like I said before, the name Slumberkins, like when I hear that Slumberkins, it's like, yeah.
4: I <laughs> <guess>. you
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it.
4: Natlin, do you have any comments <laughs> or questions?
1: So- Uh, no, I just think it's a great idea. It's really cool and innovative because as a parent, you're always trying to, you know, find a way to instill positivity in your kids. And, you know, you hope that they grow up to be the resilient beings. And, you know, so I just think all that's really cool. Thank
6: you. Yes. We knew as educators, you know, we knew what we were seeing in the schools with kids, but we knew that, and especially as Kelly, as a therapist knew that parents really are the best teachers of a child's emotional health and development and empowering parents with these really powerful storylines that really speak positivity and truth into a child's life because I think, we all know that, you know, as kids, or at least in our experience, our parents didn't really have the tools or even really ability to really open up conversations around the emotional world. And that's really what the whole product line does around each collection.
4: Kenya, what are your thoughts?
6: I just had a question about
7: like the age demographic. Like I obviously it's for children, but like I know some adults who can probably use a slumberkin <laughs> <laughs> and some emotional well-being. And I think about teenagers, right? Like I have I have a teenage daughter who, you know, it's hard to talk to them about stuff. Like, have you ever thought about doing a line for like that little older adolescent age group?
2: Yeah, definitely. When we think about how to expand Slumberkins and where we're at now and where we want to go, I think our goal is to be known as the the brand for helping parents and kids navigate anything around emotional wellness and emotional well-being and so starting with the youngest children has been the start but i think naturally as our children are growing and you know we're facing those different challenges in the modern world right like our brains start thinking forward to how can we support parents in these different stages and what kind of products would a teenager want, right? Like they might want a stuffed animal, but they might want something different. So we're always trying to be innovative and think ahead to what's next. So that's really exciting. But the fun part of being uh, a founder and an entrepreneur is you always get to start to think about what's next. Where's your TV show going to be? We can't announce the global
6: streaming partner yet, but it will be global and it will be translated into 22 languages, which is really exciting. And it should be, we're in production now and it should be forward-facing sometime early 2022.
2: We really feel like we are just living an entrepreneurship dream because we never like planned to be entrepreneurs. And it's sort of like pinch me moments every day that we were literally working in the schools, like just a couple years ago. And now we're co-executive producers on a TV show based on our characters and doing, you know, living this entrepreneurship life of like, you know, the ups and downs and craziness and really related to, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall and trying to figure out what's next. Like that is just like for sure the life that we're living.
4: (laughs) And if you can figure out something to help teenagers, you'll have the world (laughs) pass to your door, no (laughs) doubt.
7: (laughs) I actually thought a really cool idea for you. Like if you did something like around like a positivity pillow or something, like my daughter's really into like bedspreads and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I just feel like they like something like that.
2: Yeah, a lot of people are looking for comfort through these really difficult past yeah. year. You know, we saw a definite uptick in business during COVID. And I think you can't tune away from your feelings, right? It's, it's a lot. And people are looking for comforting things and support in that way. So definitely, I love that idea of the pillow.
4: <laughs> We're so happy to have you here. And it sounds like such a great product. We wish you all the success.
5: So you're listening to Passage to Profit, the Inventor show with Richard Elizabeth Gearhart our special guest, Wally Green Ping Pong Champ, our executive spotlight power move, Natlin Jones, a boxer herself, with also a wonderful fashion line. And we will be right back.
9: Hi, I'm Lisa Askleys, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later, and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world: QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askelees, the Inventress. Go to inventing A. Toz.com inventing a to z.com email me Lisa at inventing to z.com treat yourself to a day chock full of networking education music shopping and fun go to my website inventing A-T-O-Z.com.
4: now back to passage to profit once again
3: Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart.
5: and now we are on to another presenter David Katz with his company is saving the oceans through socks I can't (laughs) wait
3: to hear about this.
5: Welcome, David. Tell us about
3: this. (laughs) Awesome. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, my wife and I started this company. uh, Swagger socks are made out of recycled plastic bottles. Our business is all about sustainability, ocean conservation, helping the planet. But on top of that, we've just got some fantastic performance socks. They're breathable. They've got cushion for support. They fit your foot so you don't slide down underneath your heel. They're just awesome, help the environment, and pretty awesome. Yeah.
4: Price-wise, how do they compare to socks made out of cotton or polyester?
3: They're a premium sock, you know, they're a luxury sock. And there are other companies ahead of us that luckily have sort of educated the consumers on the benefits of having a premium sock and what it can do for you. So, you know, you've got your bargain 10 pack socks that you can get for very cheap at various retailers, but then you've got premium socks like ours and others that are a little bit more expensive, but you get what you pay for. And in terms of premium socks, I actually think we're a little bit lower than the rest. So it's a pretty awesome position to be in.
5: Well, I'm really glad you're doing this because I always do wonder where all those plastic bottles, like we'll drink water out of plastic bottles and we'll recycle them. Like, do they really go somewhere? So it's good to know they do. I'm just wondering how you get the plastic
3: it's a pretty awesome process. So all of our socks are made in the U.S. They're all sourced. All the yarn is sourced from the U.S. Made in the U.S. All of our bottles are also recycled from in the U.S. So we work, our manufacturers in North Carolina, we work with a company also in North Carolina who works with recycling centers all along the East Coast and we get the bottles from them. They get the bottles from the recyclers, break them down into yarn. We get the yarn, we make the socks and it's a pretty cool process.
4: So how many bottles does it take to make a sock?
3: A minimum of three bottles going to each pair that we make. Um, we've got our ankle socks, three bottles in each pair. Our crew socks have four bottles in each pair. And we have just came out with these awesome uh, over the knee cable knit women's socks that have 10 bottles in each pair. And so uh, the feedback we get from customers, the way we've been scaling, it's been pretty exciting.
5: So Wally, what do you think?
0: All you need now is the Wally Green Collection of socks. (laughs) uh,
3: You know what, man, I was actually, I I wrote that down earlier when you were talking. I wrote down you, I wrote down Natlin. I think there's a ton of collaborating we can all do.
0: I would have never guessed in a million years that you could get socks from plastic. People don't typically
3: associate plastic with being something comfortable, something breathable. What we've done, which is pretty awesome, is that, you know, we've also started in Houston. Uh, We've since moved to Florida, but we did a lot of local farmers markets also to get our brand awareness out there. And I think the thing that blew everyone's mind initially was plastic to socks. They're the most breathable socks you put on your feet. They've got extra cushion on the bottom. Like athlete performance, you don't get those blisters. And then from a a non-slippage part, we've got awesome construction in the heel that allows your sock not to actually slip under your heel. So you're not getting holes where you shouldn't be getting holes. And on top of it, we're helping the environment.
1: So Natlin, what do you think? This is amazing. (laughs) I absolutely love socks. So yes, I'm sending you some. Thank you. It's like the fact they're sustainable. And um, Shoe Warrior, we have the same of philosophies like um, sustainability and environmentally friendly so I'm like that's amazing and with boxing I have had some of the worst socks ever the blisters slippage so I'm definitely going to be trying out those socks I'm so excited
3: (laughs) awesome I love to hear that I can imagine I mean boxing on your feet constantly like grinding moving like I mean you need your feet to (laughs) to stay uh stay feeling good
7: kenya what do you think i love the name it's like one of my favorite (laughs) terms to use swagger right so where did the inspiration from the name come
3: from right at the beginning we knew that the environment was going to be a huge component to our business and so we we started doing research into how we can incorporate like that environmental aspect and we we knew that the bottles is what we wanted to do and so we thought all right we need a marine animal to be the face of our organization we came across sea lion which is you know in our logo and they walk with swagger, they have that way with them. And we thought, wow, what, what a perfect way, <laughs> what a perfect way to incorporate the ocean but that swagger, that factor into our socks. And so honestly, that's, <laughs> that's, it's not super profound, but that's kind of how it came to be. So I'm it's sure, swagger,
5: man. but without the E. So swagger
3: the- without the E. Yeah.
5: So do they come in all in men's, women's, do you have kids? Like who, who's are these for?
3: So actually, I'm super glad you asked that. So is that another really awesome thing about our socks and believe it or not, it's true. So we've designed them specifically. We do have really, we have kids socks, but our, our main sock fits a kid's size two shoe all the way through a men's size 16. It truly does. <laughs> Typically, you know, socks come in six to nine or nine to 12, 10 to 13. Right. And oftentimes, you know, Natlin, I'm sure boxing, you know, the, the heels in the wrong spot or bunches at the toe. And so it's not comfortable. And there's no reason this has to be that way. It's just how they're manufactured. And so we've just, you know, we go a little above and beyond in terms of how we're producing. And that was really our main function is we wanted it to fit right in the heel, sort of form to your foot, feel like that pillow. And so all of our socks, they're men's and women's because we've got the colors, but we've got one size, kid size size two shoe all the way through men's size 16. And they truly do fit. They truly do. In fact, we actually just got an email from one of our customers who did an Ironman. And he said this was his first test of our socks. He bought them a few months ago. True test. And he said he wore them through the bike, the swim. And he said, you know, the fact that they didn't soak with water because they're so breathable, they allowed his foot to heal. But while he was running, they kept his foot comfortable and there was no rubbing in the socks that cause blisters. And he sent us an email specifically, and it's stuff like that, that really keeps you going and gets you pumped up about seeing what's next.
5: So how are you marketing these, David? Because this is the first I've heard of them, but I want 10 pairs already.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we, you know, we, we've got our social media, we're on Instagram. We did a lot. We started a lot at local farmers markets, kind of uh, organically getting the brand out, which was great because it allowed us to really establish that loyal customer base. Um, and now we're just starting to create some retailer relationships. We're on Dick's Sporting Goods website. We just got our first PO from another uh, larger retailer. We just started our brand ambassador program. Literally, we just got our first two brand ambassadors. So we're looking for more as well in that regard. And, you know, it's uh, keep on keeping on, you know. <laughs> Do you
5: well, consider going on QVC? I have a friend, a business associate friend who gets people on QVC. Is that an interest
6: of yours? Yeah, I could introduce you.
3: Be awesome.
8: Yeah. I think that
6: the sizing is so cool and unique. Right. I'm like, sock laundry is the bane of my existence oh, yeah. with yeah. myself and my three kids. <laughs> if yeah. I could just buy the same sock for all of us, everybody in the house can just amazing? wear the same sock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My husband
2: is a science sixteen shoe. I'm like, I will buy I'm gonna yes. try it out. Yeah, it on my son. He's yeah. like, it's like a size nice two. And yeah, see if I'm like, fit. add yeah. that to your that's Instagram awesome. headline. <laughs> we,
3: <laughs> we should. No, that's a great point. I mean it's yeah it's like one of those things where we've got three kids too and they range from like eight month old to nine years old and it's brutal when you have socks in the laundry it's, terrible. it's, it's brutal
2: you're you know, always losing
3: one you're losing one yeah like know, a, a, a yeah.
4: drawer of like single socks oh like, yeah, yep. yeah. like where do they go <laughs>
3: you know? yeah yeah we're, we're always we're all, like whenever we're at markets we have people at markets they're always coming up and like you know the husband or wife or whoever will be like, oh yeah, you know, I can't find anymore because people keep stealing my socks. Yeah. Appreciate well, the feedback. Cool. Appreciate well, it. That's yeah. very cool.
4: Well, that's really great. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, but just wanted to say, you know, sock it to me, man. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll be right back after this minute.
8: What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at Law. Com. At Gearhart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, Contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at w.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
4: Now more with Richard and Elizabeth passage to profit.
5: I learned so many things that I did not know about
8: and uh, i
4: just I, before we came back we were talking about the sock drawer and how david <laughs> has solved the sock drawer problem <laughs> for all of us and the laundry problem so uh, yeah. I, I couldn't resist bringing that up as an additional benefit absolutely
5: right? so let's go through who we had on the show because i want to give their websites again
4: all right so
5: our guest is wally green celebrity ping pong or table tennis pro he has a lot of really great stuff that he's doing right now and more stuff coming up. So to find out everything about him, you can go to his website, whoiswallygreen.com or If you're on social media, a really great place to find him is Instagram.
4: And be careful on how you use the word ping pong. You may get in trouble from the trademark (laughs) owner.
5: Yes. So anyway, it's Wally Green NYC. And he just started TikTok, which would be a really cool place to see him because, you know, TikTok is those short little videos, right? So he's Wally Green NYC underscore on TikTok. So. Look for Wally. It'll be ping pong like you've never seen it before, I'm betting. <laughs> so, uh, and everything
4: Wally Green. So, uh,
5: yeah, all this. He's doing outreach to schools, to kids to help them turn their lives around. I mean, he's just an amazing man. So, I really encourage everyone to look at his site. And then we had Natlin Jones, who is also amazing for Power Move. And she is a boxer, married to a boxer. And... Yeah, I
4: wouldn't be around them when they get into fights.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and she she uh, used her athleticism and love of sports to develop a clothing line, a workout line for women.
4: And I love the name of the brand She Warrior. I think yes. it's awesome.
5: And you can find her website at IamSheWarrior.com. And she's on social media too, Natlin Jones. Check out her stuff. It brings out your strength. Then we had Kelly Horiard and Kaylee Christensen, and they had Slumberkins Slumberkins, what's exciting? It's these stuffed animals. There's a whole message around it. It's kind of a movement, almost, I would say, yeah. to help kids feel better about themselves and make it through tough times.
4: It's uh, never too late to start with your child's emotional health.
5: And they're going to have a TV show. It's coming very soon. So you spell that S L U M B E R K I N S. So find these creatures on slumberkins.com. Finally, we had David Katz with swagger, dot rcom This is amazing. Like if you miss this, you have to go back and listen to him talk about this because he's taking recycled plastic bottles and they're making yarn and he's making socks that fit every foot there is
4: socks are I mean, sexy again like, <laughs> like the
5: same sock richard and i could wear the same sock <laughs> and it would fit both our feet It just that just it blows works. me away yeah. and of course we had kenya gibson from iheart kenya gibson with a p at iheartmedia.com she is a creative she's really smart and she can help you advertise your company and get really great publicity
4: we've been using iheart services digital marketing services at the law firm for a long, long time now. They've got a great team, really smart people right on top of it. So they get our full recommendation. Wally, do you have any final comments for our listeners?
0: One thing I want to say, I think change is always possible. That's one of my models that I like to say. Change is always possible. You just need to dig down deep and soul search and really understand who you are, what you're trying to do and where you want to be. It's baby steps. It's all about baby steps. You know, you have to crawl before you walk. So as only everyone with that, change is always possible. Natalie,
1: It was an honor to be a part of this podcast with um, so many great minds and entrepreneurial like mindsets and the positivity. Um, I learned so many things, the, the table tennis, the emotional, the mental health of kids and the amazing socks and the sustainability aspect. It was just, you know, great to be here. Like, great to see cool people doing great things. So I just appreciate you guys having
4: me. And Kenya?
7: Yeah, well, I have to say, you know, we've been doing this radio show and podcast for three years. And I got to say, every single week, I just feel like, wow, that episode topped that one or that one topped this one. And I feel like, this was a really amazing show. And I love all the stories that were shared here today. And going back to the sports, the socks and the positivity, like you, you can't go wrong. We've got you covered all around here on Passage to Profit.
4: So <laughs> thanks for tying it all together for us, Kenya. So, signing off, I'd like to thank Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program coordinator, and Angela Wolf, our video producer. Passage to Profit on WOR710, The Voice of New York.